This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Amy Rasdell, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I'm so happy to be here with you. Now, I've got to say this, that I'm going to ask you to tell you, tell us who you are and what you do, but I really love the name of your company because this is a name that is going to pause if you see it in your feed or your timeline or whatever. You're going to like, what is that all about? So who are you? What do you do? And what is the gorgeous name of your company? <laughs> Thank you. I am Amy Rasdell. I left my corporate job for consulting 15 years ago and started my own consulting business. I love it. As an important note, leaving my corporate job, I now as a consultant make more money than most executives. I like to work and play every day. And about 10 years ago, so about five years after I started consulting, I founded my business, which is called my second business, which is called Billable at the Beach. And don't we all want to be Billable at the Beach? It is a business that helps people start their own six-figure consulting businesses. So if you want to be liberated and start your own consulting business, Billable at the Beach is the place to come. And like I said, don't we all want to be Billable at the Beach? I love that because we're going to talk on the show today about how to start a successful consulting business, but I know my audience enough that they heard you say, wait a minute, you make more money now than when you worked at corporate America. They're probably saying, Amy, are you pulling our leg right now? So there's two big myths, I think, about people who jump off and start their own consulting business. A lot of people think that if you have all this freedom and flexibility that you can be billable at the beach or billable from the mountains or billable from your fishing boat or ski resort, whatever your billable at the beach is, that you have to compromise your compensation. And I'm here to tell you that you don't. So for me, being a consultant doesn't mean a career cop-out. For me, being a consultant, I am and I want you to be a superhero with superpowers making super pay. That's what it's all about, not just getting a part-time job doing what you can round up. It's a career and not everyone really realizes that, but it is. So super superhero, superpower, super pay. And that's how you're going to go into your consulting business. So now listener, as you're hearing Amy say that, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to be around for the whole episode because I'm really excited about this because when I first started my, uh, pr- my coaching business way back in 2005, I was fired from a, from a local business here in Houston. I didn't make I, I, I guess I was a superhero and I had a superpower, but I wasn't making super pay right away. And I think a lot of people hear what you just say, what you just said, and they're like, oh, so I can just quit my job today and tomorrow I can be a superhero with superpower and super pay. That's probably not what you're saying. Well, honestly, Mark, it's pretty darn easy to get started. It's one of the great things about it. So, I'm going to tell you what you need to get started. Spoiler alert, 
you already have all these things. You need a computer, a phone, brain power, and business experience. It really is all you need to get started. Now, you need a heavy dose of confidence along the way, but that's the thing that superheroes do best, right? And if you don't always feel it, I'm a big believer in fake it till you make it, not to fool people, but just to inspire yourself with confidence. So I'm also, I'll kind of qualify that a little bit and say, I'm not talking to someone who has no experience. So people hire you as a consultant because you're very good at what you do. Consultants are hired to come in and hit the ground running. So you have to be doing something that you're very good at. That's what superheroes do. But once you're clear on what your superpower is, then you really can get started very quickly. So let's say, let's imagine here, let's play pretend that someone's listening to our conversation (laughs) and they're like, okay, uh, Amy, you have my full attention. I hate my job. Now, whether they hate their job, they hate the commute, they hate the wallpaper, doesn't matter. They want out. Tell them how they can get started to start a successful consulting business. Okay, so here's the most important thing, I think, for most of us. And this is perfect for um, our audience today because you're all about productivity. If the idea of starting a business is energizing and exciting, I'm all in. But if you're like most of us and the idea of starting a business is overwhelming, I don't want you to think of it that way. I want you to avoid that overwhelm. I want you to just thinking about, think about land a project, get a check in the bank. Let's get revenue coming in. When I work with people, they have all these ideas. They want to name their business and they want to build their website and they want photos and logos and all this stuff. No. Land a project, get a check in the bank, laser focus. That's the first thing we're going to do. All of those business building things absolutely need to happen. But first, let's get some revenue coming in because until you're making money, it's not a business. Those are hobbies. We love them, but they're not businesses or they might be nonprofit organizations. We love those too, but you're in business. You need to generate revenue and all of those other things can be done at the appropriate time along the way. And they have to be done, but really that laser focus, once you start having money coming in, that confidence, that superhero that I talked about, your confidence is going to be 10x as soon as you put that first check in the bank. All of all the stuff kind of starts to come together and work. And then you say, okay, I'm a consultant. I am that superhero. That's my superpower and I'm getting super pay. So it's really important to focus on that first. I remember the first time I was paid by somebody. I think it was $300. And it might as well have been $300 million. I was on cloud nine. I didn't need to go to the airport. I could just float around the world because that meant so much (laughs) to me. Someone trusted me enough to give me $300. This is a number of years ago, but I can still remember the feeling I had today. It's like, oh my gosh, someone paid me $300. But then you know what happened right after that, Amy? 
why are they paying me $300? And am, am I really worth $300? So talk to us about that, <sighs> that thing that people go through. You got the money, you land the paycheck, you get landed the, the project, you got the check. Now you're like, uh, did I really deserve that? So talk about that. <laughs> so I have to just make one comment that, um, on the confidence spectrum, and I think that I'm especially unusual for a female because we're not always known for having confidence, but one of the greatest gifts my parents gave me was ultra confidence, probably more than I deserve. If I called, okay, I'm way past the age of being an Olympic gymnast, but if I called my mother today and said, mom, I am going to be in the next Olympics for gymnastics. She would say, here is my credit card, buy my ticket because I don't want to miss it. She would not doubt me for one second. So I'll have to say that I'm not a doubter. However, what you do need to do immediately that will keep that confidence because I do understand a lot of people feel that way. And I have had plenty of nights where I wake up in a cold sweat worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills all these years that I've been in business by myself. So the next thing that you need to do, I have a really important thing that I say to myself every single day, never let a day go by without doing something toward networking, marketing, and business development. The hardest thing that any consultant does is not doing the work. That's the work that we've all been doing before we started our own consulting business. That's our superpower. We're good at it. The hard thing is keeping your pipeline full of high quality projects. So here's what it looks like in consulting. No check goes into my bank account unless I go out and win the business. In consulting, you have to hunt what you eat. There's no grocery store. Sad, but true. <laughs> so focusing on your business development engine and your pipeline is immediately when you land that first project and you start doing the work, then we're going to take a pretty hefty chunk of your time while you're not doing the billable work and keep consistent business development and frankly, selling activities going. So you keep that pipeline full and then your confidence stays high because right after you put that $300 in, you have a steady flow of checks coming in. Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than $2 a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit MrProductivity.com. Now, you may not know this, but I'm a mind reader. Did you know I'm a mind reader, Amy? I absolutely believe that. Okay, so I can hear my listener saying right now, okay, Amy, how? How do I get this first pro project? How do I get that first check in the bank? Tell me, Amy, tell me. See, this is I, I, I'm so in tune with my listeners. That's what they're saying. So how <laughs> would you answer that question? That's, that's why you're such a good podcast host. So Well, thank you. I like to break things down into very simple steps. I am... A software engineer by background, and we kind of live and die by a philosophy that's called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. So I have three action steps. I call it three action steps to generate revenue now. And over the past 10 years, I have taught these three steps 
to hundreds of people through workshops and programs and speaking and all the things that we all do. So, and it's short and sweet. The first step is what is your superpower? A business trained person might call it a value proposition um, or an elevator pitch. It's that short, punchy summary of what you do as a consultant. Um, I will warn you that this is the hardest step. Of the three steps, this is where 80% of your effort's going to go. And it's going to be a little hard because you know how hard it is to boil all of your experience in a two-page resume. Now I'm asking you for one paragraph or a few bullet points. So it's hard. Don't let that slow you down. This is a time for done is better than perfect. Get something down and let's go forward. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to make a list of all the people that you know, kind of business focused. So for sure, all the people that you've worked with in the past 15 years ago counts. 15 years ago, when you had that job at Hewlett Packard, reach out to those people too. All the people that you've worked with, um, your banker, your estate attorney, family friends, um, if you have kids, um, you know, their friends, parents, people at school. I've done a lot of business on school field trips. Um, I know, you know, men throughout the ages have done business on the golf course. So think about all those people. Here's just a little tip. If you're thinking, okay, but how do I find them? How do I find that woman that I worked with 15 years ago at Hewlett Packard? LinkedIn is a great place to dig in and find those people that you've lost track of. So you've defined your superpower, your value proposition, your elevator pitch. You've made your list of people to tell. That list should be at least 100 people Everyone can come up with 100 people. I'm an engineer by background. I mentioned that. So I tracked a lot of um, technical people in my Build What the Beach programs. And by nature, they don't tend to be super gregarious, extroverted people. Even my most introverted engineers can come up with 100 people. Then I want you to get the word out. Tell all of those people that you're doing it. So a quick and easy way to reach out is via email. Now I'm not talking about one email with all hundred people in the BCC line, right? Reach out one by one. Um, it's a little bit tedious, but you sit down, you make yourself kind of a little boilerplate template. You sit down and you do 10 at a time. So if you're like me in San Diego, you sit by the pool, you whap out 10 of them. Um, sit down in front of the news or in the evening with a cup of coffee, a glass of wine. Every once in a while, just go do 10 of them. And here's what this does. This reaches out to people who already know you and they know you do good work because all of us do good work. So they have some familiarity with you. They know you do good work. What you're looking for now, this is a system of hot lead generation. They know you, they know you do good work. You're looking for someone who has a project that's appropriate for your skills and the budget to pay for it. Hot lead generation. So I've been teaching this for a very long time. And on average, out of every hundred people that you reach out to, you will get three to five that will come back and they will say, you know what, Mark, I haven't thought about you in three years 
but I have this thing that has been keeping me awake and it would be perfect for you. Let's talk. And can you talk now? Because this is really urgent. We're just kicking off the year and I'm really ready to dive in on this. So you get three to five calls like that. And out of those three to five people, odds are you will close one or two of those. And I'm going to mention another little thing. We are the middle of February right now. This is a perfect time to reach out. People have gotten through the holidays. They've started their next year. Right now they're sitting here thinking, okay, I'm ready to dig in and get going, but I don't have the right people to help me. If I could find some superhero to come in right now and boost this, I would be the happiest person on earth. If you cross that person's desk right now, you're going to be Zooming. Sorry, I don't mean like Zoom Zooming. (laughs) I should stop using that word now, right? It means something completely different now. You will be taking off. You will be landing that project and putting a check in the bank. I remember when I first started, when I got fired from my job back in 2005, um, I became an entrepreneur. And I thought naively, oh, buying a course, hiring a coach, getting the mentor. I was spending so much money that I was not bringing any money in because I was too busy spending money on courses. And I'm here to tell you that I think there's value in courses and there's value in coaches. But if you have no income, you should generate income so you can pay for the courses, not put on your credit card. Because I think a lot of people are thinking and I know I did this, that that coach is the magic solution. That course is the magic solution. But you said something several times during the show so far. It takes a four-letter word that starts with W and ends in ORC. Work, okay? You got to put in the work. You know, you say, what is your superpower? Okay, well, you can sit there and come up with your superpower and spend five seconds on it. Or you can gift yourself maybe an hour with a blank sheet of paper and a pen and maybe a glass of water and say, okay, what am I really good at? And gift yourself this time and then gift yourself the time to go through the list of people that you know, and then gift yourself the time to go and email these people. Um, Listen, there's no successful person in the world that I know of that decided they're going to be successful. And in a minute, they're successful. It takes time. It takes effort. You're going to go forward. You're going to go backwards. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to stub your toe. But if you stay consistent with it, and that's what you've done and so many other people I've had on my show is they stay consistent. Consistency is so powerful. You, you have to show up every day. So I've made a conscious choice to work and play every day. You don't have to do that. You can take some days off. I like to integrate it every day, but every single day, never let a day go by without doing something toward networking, marketing, business development. You have to do the work every day. You're absolutely right. One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me. To sign up for my email newsletter, just go to mrproductivity.com. And one of the thing, one of the people I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk, is he says you got to be in it for the long game. You got to be patient, okay? So one of the things that was drilled into my head when I first 
became an entrepreneur is build my list. Number two, build your list. Number three, build your list. And so I would do that for a while and I go, Oh, look, social media. Then I come back. Oh, look, social media. Had I not lost focus of building my list, I'd have a ginormous list right now, but I don't because I go, Ooh, TikTok, ooh, Snapchat, ooh, YouTube. And I would take I would take my focus off because here's the thing. The hottest app right now, February 4th, 2021, is Clubhouse. Everyone's going Google Gaga over Clubhouse, which I'll boil it down for you. It's just audio only Zoom. That's all it is. But the most important thing is you're not capturing people's name and email addresses. And so I go live on most Saturday mornings. And in order to get access to this free live training, you have to sign up for my email list. So I can email people. I made that mistake for so long, despite many successful entrepreneurs told me, build your list as you're building your network, build your list. It's not enough. Just to have people on LinkedIn because you may not have access to their email address. You need to get people on your email list. So if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, listen to me, you've got to build your list because if you build your list over one year, it's going to look completely different if you do over 15 years. Well, and so Mark, do you ever stop building your list? No. Never stop. That's really important. I have people who come to me and they say, well, Amy, you've had this six-figure consulting business for more than 15 years. Surely you don't have to do this stuff anymore. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Every single day. And you know that too, right? Because you've also been doing this for a long time. Yeah. It's important because just like my personal development, when I graduated high college, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't ever have to learn ever again how wrong <laughs> I was because the world keeps changing. If you don't have a student mentality, and I, I follow people like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and Brendan Burchard and Tony Robbins and Elon Musk and Mark Cuban and Warren Buffett, they learn every single day and they're ultra, ultra millionaires and billionaires. Why? Because they don't want to become complacent or stagnant. And listener, if you are not prioritizing learning something new every day, whether it's a book or an audiobook, a podcast, a webinar, something, I think you're wasting the opportunity that day. I'm not saying just do, do it for eight hours, but I strive to learn something new, Amy, every single day because I want to be better tomorrow than it was today because I'm confident I was, I'm better today than I was yesterday. So Mark, I have a teenage daughter. So every single day I'm reminded that I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is just in case I might forget. (laughs) Yes. Well, I went through that phase. My daughters are 27 and 24. And I went through the phase that I was a God when they're babies. And then I'm stupid. Now my, my one daughter, she's 24. Her name is Hannah. Uh, she's never going to listen to the show. She loves her dad, but she doesn't support by listening to the show. But Hannah is coming to the Apple ecosystem like I am. And so she's got a problem. She calls dear old dad. She doesn't call Apple. So I've crossed <laughs> over now to not being stupid and clueless. Now I'm like, dad's pretty smart. So if you're a new parent, you do go from being a God to stupid to being smart again. It's just, it's just the way life works out. <laughs> I'm happy to know there's light at the end of my tunnel. Mark. <laughs> and it's not an uncommon train. <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> so listen, you gave us a lot to think about today. And listener, you know, it's not against the law. 
you can go back and listen to this episode again and again, because those three steps that Amy gave you are something you can start today. So if you don't like your job or if you love your job and you're not making a lot of money, go through those three action steps. Okay. And at the end of the show, Amy's going to tell you how you can reach out to her because I'm sure she wants to hear you got some value of it. So please get value from this episode. But now we do something I love to do. And you said your game for it. It's called mic swap. So what I do is I give you the proverbial microphone and I allow you to be the host of the show. You can ask me any question you want to. It can be about product activity or it can be about anything it keeps me sharp like um stephen covey says in seven habits of highly effective people i want to keep sharpening that saw and by my guests asking me questions one or two questions some think sinking uh sneaking the third one there you you can do that as well amy um it, it just keeps me sharp because i don't know what you're going to ask so amy you are the temporary host you, you know before i let you go um, remember back in the day when Johnny Carson hosted tonight's show and they'd have host, uh, yeah. sub host, they don't do that anymore. They take vacation. Yeah. There's no, there's reruns. So I miss that. So, so in that, in that, that theme of the old tonight show with Johnny Carson, you are the temporary host of the Mark Strachowski podcast. Okay. Yay. I am going to take advantage of this opportunity and see if you can help me with, I think I'm pretty good on productivity. But one of the things that I think is a, a, a weak spot for me, and that is, um, especially right now with all of us doing all the things with the pandemic, and if there are any other uh, listeners out there who are, have distance learners at home, which adds kind of a whole nother dimension to this. So sometimes I sit down, um, and since I work and play every day, I do some work in the evening, and I sit down, and I really want to get some work done, but... Sometimes I'm not as productive and I'm just kind of spinning my wheels and I'm always in this quandary of how do I decide, should I sit there and try and, you know, grit it out or should I take a break and do something else? How do I kind of, how do I recognize when I'm kind of my productivity or my effectiveness is waning and step out and come back. Because I think that sometimes I operate in that kind of waning productivity zone and then things take me longer and the quality's not as good. Excellent question. Um, I'm an early riser, so I'm up at 5 a.m., seven days a week. I'm out running at 5.15 in the morning for 30 minutes. And by 7 o'clock, my battery's getting pretty empty. Now, whether it's that situation or you're just not feeling it, unless you have a coaching client or a podcast interview, if you're not feeling it and you're said, look, I'm going to sit down and work on this project, but you're not feeling it, don't bother pushing a rope get up, go for a walk, maybe watch yeah. a funny YouTube video, give yourself permission. A lot of people say, well, I'm not being effective. No, you're going to be more effective if you take that break and then come back than you would if you try to plow through. So gift yourself the ability to say, listen, I'm not feeling it right now. I could do this in an hour. I could do this in three hours. I'm going to get up and go do something fun. I'm going to reset my state and then come back. I promise you that'll work in, in like you would never believe. I think I need to be more disciplined about doing that. I think sometimes I decide, okay, I'm going to do this thing at this time. And I always work from priorities. So this is my top priority. And I, I think that I need to be kind of, it sounds weird to be more disciplined about taking a break, but I think that's, I need to be more disciplined about saying, okay, this isn't working. Let's take a break and come back later. So thank you. That's a, a super helpful tip. 
I'll send you my bill. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to take advantage of you during this time. <laughs> Next that question you have for me. So, um, what is your biggest productivity challenge that you're working on for yourself right now? My biggest problem, my biggest challenge is letting go. So I work from home. I live in Houston, Texas. My wife is furloughed from her travel job since March of 2020 because of this thing called COVID. Um, and I learned that most entrepreneurs who are very productive have teams. Well, I'm not at the point yet where I can, I can hire a team. However, nobody's going to care more about our business than my wife and me. So I asked her, Hey, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done that a, I'm not good at and B, I don't want to do. And I said, would you like to do it? And she goes, yeah, I'd love to do it. So she does all that nerdy stuff. Like she does, you know, she takes care of my website. She makes sure all the spreadsheets are up to date and everybody's got their links for the podcast interviews. Cause I really need to focus on the content, whether it's writing every day, cause I'm a writer now for medium and on LinkedIn or creating a podcast or creating my Saturday training or creating a course. I need to focus on the content. And so my biggest challenge is letting it go because I'm a control freak, but I can tell you for about three months now, I've really let it go. And I've let her like, you know, create new things. And, and that's her, that's in her superpower. Okay. And I have a lot less stress, which allows me to be more productive, to be more present with my, my, uh, followers, my clients, my listeners, whatever. So that's, that's one of the things I'm still dealing with because she'll do something and it's not exactly the way I would do it, but you know what? It's good. It's even probably better than I did, but because I tend to be stuck in cement, um, I I'm still working on that. Oh, good. So I would say that you need to focus on your superpowers, right? And and offload some of those other things. So it sounds like this has been a great opportunity for you because when she, you know, jumps back in, you know, when the travel industry revs back up and in fact comes back, you know, makes up, we all make up for all the travel that we couldn't do and she's buried, then you're going to have all that stuff that then you can hire somebody. Uh, you know, a part-time assistant or somebody to take on that stuff. So what, a, but our what a goal is, thing. our goal is to get the business to a point where she didn't have to go back to her job. Oh, That's the goal good. because, because I mean, it's not billable at the beach, but I do everything online. So I don't go in person. So I could literally be anywhere. And I love that freedom. So I never see, even before COVID hit, I wasn't seeing clients you know, in person, cause I'm not gonna, you know, who's going to pay for the travel time. So I'm like, no, I do it. I do it on Google Meet. I don't do zoom. Cause the whole planet's on zoom. I go to Google, yeah. Meet. but I just, you know, I, 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 I'm, we're hoping, not hoping when we get to the point and it's a race against time, what's going to happen first, we can sustain the whole household income and she stays at home or she's got to go back temporarily. We're really working hard at making that happen. So uh, that's a big goal of ours because like I said earlier, nobody's going to care more about the business than my wife and I, no one, no oh, VA, that... no employee. Oh, that's great. I love that. I know a lot of people who've done that. That's fantastic. And I'm the same. When I left my corporate job 15 years ago and started consulting, I decided then that I wanted to do 90% of my work remotely 
and this was before there was Zoom and I had to pay for more fairly expensive video conferencing and stuff like that to be able to do that. But I just didn't take projects that required me to be there all the time. And I turned that into a huge advantage for my clients when really, like you and I both know on the backside, it's to achieve the lifestyle that you want. So, you know, here's one of those tricks for everybody out there. You can turn your lifestyle goals into customer advantages. And that's one of the, you know, sort of the name of the game of having control over all of this stuff that we do. So good for you. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being the temporary host of the show. I I really appreciate you doing the mic swap. The final question I have for you is where can we go to find out more about you and what you do? Yes. So you can find me on my website is the best place, Billable at the Beach. If you Google Billable Beach, you will run into me and... I mentioned those three action steps to generate revenue. Now we sort of skimmed over them quickly. I have a free email course. That's what a coincidence called three action steps to generate revenue now. So if you're thinking, wow, she said it's easy and I'm not lying. I want to learn more. You can jump in and that will, it's free. It will walk you through, take you a little bit deeper drill and kind of take you back over exactly what you need to do to get that going. So come find me, Amy Rasdell at Billable at the Beach. Excellent. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a delight to hear your insights and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. I loved being here. Hey, 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 don't leave this episode yet. I have a very important announcement for you. I want you to go to mrproductivity.com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free. It's my gift to you. And while you're at mrproductivity.com, I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible and I'm super excited about it because one, via dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me. Third, you get access to a DPC members only community online, and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now, my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay. But DPC members get access to the training, to the replays, part of their membership. Now, what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.